that just happened. Yeah. We just watched that. Yep. You all did too. Yep. Um, and now you're listening to It's Funnier in Enochian, the podcast. I'm Sally. I don't know what my name is. She's Kira, and we're yeah, not that's okay. Right. No. We're not okay. Um, so to start off, we both got spoiled on this episode a little bit. Yes. I want to yes. know, what was your experience of being spoiled on this episode? What happened? Tell me the story. Okay. So... <laughs> Sally texts me in the morning saying, whatever you do, do not go on social media today. You will get spoiled. And I go, totally noted. I will not do that. Okay, cool. But then I was like, I'll just go on Twitter on like the, you know, world slash Canada trending page just to, you know, check out whatever the fuck's going on with the stupid U.S. election, which is nothing new. Because why Supernatural be trending? Exactly. And then the <laughs> first thing I did, it wasn't the first on the list. I did have to scroll to see it, but it was on the main page. Was, uh, uh, like, you know, like a little, like, image, like, you know, their poster image. Yeah. Was, like, the icon, and then it said Supernatural, and then the hashtag was Destio. Yeah, yeah. And I literally, I was like... <laughs> I was on break at work and I saw it and I like felt myself short circuit and any time since then, like, which would have been, I think that was probably around what, like 10 a.m. ish, like between 12 and noon or sorry, 10 and noon that that happened today. And which is Friday, by the way, for, for people listening, obviously after we've recorded this, (laughs) um, literally throughout the rest of the day at work after all that kind of stuff it would just randomly pop into my head and like just like right now yeah just a the biggest smile would start across my face and then immediately I'd try and make it smaller (laughs) on my face to try and get my hopes down but but that didn't work (laughs) yeah but it's okay which is fine because (laughs) I didn't need you (laughs) for once I didn't need you and I ask Sally, what was your spoiler experience that you warned me about for no, yeah, <laughs> to no <laughs> the avail? Same, the same thing happened to me. The exact same thing. The exact same? Literally okay. the exact same thing, except that like, because I only follow hockey people on Twitter, mm-hmm. but there's some overlap with like, overlap, sorry, with the like hockey, like thick people who I follow on Twitter and stuff. Right. With Supernatural. And so I'm just going to read a couple of tweets without crediting people because they don't care. And yeah, we are not a professional podcast, clearly. But so initially I saw someone I know tweet, haha, like I haven't watched Supernatural in years, but it's how me and my wife met on a live journal back in 2007. And I haven't stopped laughing for like an hour and I was like oh what happened and then like 10 minutes later I went to search something and saw that and was like oh and then like the tweets started pouring in from like the random hockey people I saw so someone was like how do you think the Russians are handling it and someone else was like, what, oh. Destiel? Oh, oh no. 
then I was like, no, Putin. Someone else I follow was like, called it Vladestiel. As in Vladimir Putin yeah. and Dest- yes. like, So many people. And I was just like, what is happening? happening. Like, and I was in the middle of doing the holiday setup at work. And I literally had oh. plugged in my phone to play music for the store, went back uh-huh. to check Twitter, saw that, and was like, I can't keep working. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was me. That was me, too. I was like, what am I doing here? And no oh one I work with, like, knows anything about no. it. And I was just like, guys, no. I'm not functioning right now. Ah. <laughs> but I thought you said that, oh, well, you had just said that you thought you saw more than me. Yeah, so I knew, I knew that Cass died. In quotation. Oh, okay. Like that, like, because as soon as I saw the, like, because I think in it, because people were tweeting about it, like, I saw Mm -hmm. a couple of tweets after the initial one, and then I was just kind of like, I give up. So I didn't go, like, looking for Uh, what happened, but I didn't, but I didn't, like, stop myself from continuing to look on Twitter. Um, which I kind like, I mean, obviously I regret, like, we both regret probably a little bit. Yes, there's, but also, do you know what, honestly, I think, and I, I definitely would have had, if this was like, I wonder if we did pose this, this hypothetical to ourselves at one point, either on the podcast or, or, um, otherwise, but Mm -hmm. I think that, like, if you were to ask me before, if like, oh, if, you know, Destia were ever to happen on the show at one point or another, like in one form or another, mm-hmm. like, would you be okay being spoiled on it? I probably would have been like, absolutely not. But honestly, the like, warm feeling and happiness and like giddiness that it gave me all day today, like knowing what we might have been in for, yeah. like, the anticipation. honestly, the anticipation, the anticipation, Patient, yeah, but was like totally like honestly, I don't care. Like, would it have been great to like experience it in its purest form or whatever? Sure, but we did because we yeah. didn't know like what. Like, okay, you can that can be trending, but like it could also mean the co- exact opposite. Yeah, you know, like it could be like they really you know fuck things over. Yeah, or whatever, and like for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and then people are talking about it that way. So yeah. it's like, at least in terms of the way that I saw it, which was just like the hashtag. Yeah. Um, but and I, we'll I get later to some of the bad takes that I saw. Okay. We'll get okay. to the bad takes. Okay. I'm like riding too high on like everything that like, I don't even care. I know. <laughs> well, this is the thing. And this is, this yeah. is the like chaos vibe from last night where I was just like, the world is ending. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the world is ending and Destiel is real. I literally said to my roommate, cause I was like warning them. I was just like, Hey, you know, I know I'm usually like yelling at a screen in my room and like all that kind of stuff. And like, I'm very interactive with what I watch. And then like when me and Sally are talking on zoom, like it, you know, it's a thing, but like this week might be a little bit more. than usual and then I was like explaining it (laughs) which was fun um but uh I totally lost my train of thought (laughs) 
the world Damn is ending. Destiel is right. I, I, I said I said to her, I was just like, because I'm trying to not get my hopes up because there's no way that 2020 could give us this. There's just no way. And like, that's the way I was like in my mind. Yeah. And then she flipped it right back on me and was just like, no, it can. And I was like, don't, <laughs> like, no, don't get my hopes up. Yeah. They're already there, but I'm going to pretend like they're not. Yeah. Uh, but like, it, like literally, like my feeling from last night until now is just like, let me have this one thing. Yeah. Like, reality we is meaningless. Like, we do have this one thing. We do. So we have do. This, I know, I know. Not according to some people on Twitter, which we'll get I to. don't give it. Yeah. I know, oh, I know. oh, I'm going to have fun with those oh, people. I literally, whatever. What the fuck ever. It's going to be a brief tangent because I don't want to devote energy yeah. to that. Fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk. Should about we just it. talk about the action? Like, yeah. just jump into that scene? Like, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So of course, the whole episode as we're going through, I'm like waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm yeah, waiting. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, they're going to go after Billy, like just the two of them. And I'm like, eh, eh, you know, it's like, eh. and then Jensen's sexy, sexy profile with the side Oof. and his like gray jacket. Oof. It was just, wow. It was yeah. very nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, I'm going to start somewhere, okay? Okay, okay. I just, the, the line that I think, because I'll obviously let Sally speak to her personal reaction to the scene of Dean and Cass in the um, bunker room mm-hmm. hiding, from, hiding from Billy. Mm-hmm. Um. But for me, and I think part of this, this isn't me trying to undercut, like, what I was feeling, but I don't think I would have had as, like, physical or a visceral reaction to it if I wasn't already, like, kind of emotionally heightened right now. Yeah. Kind of thing. But I started uncontrollably shaking Mm -hmm. and just, like, crying and, like, you know, like, it was just, it was very visible. visceral sorry it was very visceral sally you can edit that out Uh, (laughs) uh, yeah i was just gonna say (laughs) um i know you won't uh but it for me it started when Cass said um because like what i really want i know i can't oh oh i know that that's when it just that's that's when that's yeah. That's when I realized that it was really happening. Yes. <laughs> like this like, is real. Yeah. This isn't yeah. The, like yeah. And I would just like to say that like I think it's interesting that in some ways it was very similar to the initial cast love confession. Like the one that I yes. predicted. Like it was it was basically the same scenario of like he's gonna but die. More explicit. They have some time. Yeah, like it was the whole sort of like this intense moment Tension, leading yeah. to a confession, except like again heightened. Um, so I was pleased by that. Um, 
Like, I don't even, I don't, I. Like, to me, honestly, mm-hmm. not to, like, say that the last instance of the, you know, quote-unquote love confession mm-hmm. to, quote-unquote, death wasn't applicable to Miss Sally's Corner, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, predictions and everything. But I would say that this is way more yeah. the exact, like, like, it's pretty much exactly what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, like to me, like the second that, especially too, with the addition of like, cause like, let's say if we were to take your previous prediction, which for anyone that's listening, that hasn't been listening to the podcast for a while back several seasons, mm-hmm. Sally had this prediction that, um, there would be a pseudo love confession by Cass and then it, that would prelude his death. Yeah. And we would get, and that's what we got mm-hmm. at the end of season 12, beginning of season 13. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was always that, like, thing where, like, at least, like, I, I hope that you were proud of it, but I was oh, very I was proud, so of proud of you for it. it. I was like, I was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, yes, like, we should be able to get what we want, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, I lost my train of thought again. No. Oh no. Oh crap. I hate that. That's going to happen a lot this episode. That's this okay. We're guys. both real tired today. Yeah. Now that, we're too, that doesn't help. Oh I yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. It's just, oh man, I feel like I'm on a hamster wheel and I can't get off. But anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, to quote Bean. Um, yeah. but, uh, again, I can't remember where I was going with all of that. <laughs> Um, damn it. I hate that. I know I was going somewhere, but we'll just move on. Cause I yeah. can't, I can't um, trace, trace my steps back. One of the but, moments that I loved the most was the part where Cass said, I know who you think you are ugh. or whatever that was, because I yes. feel like, I feel like the beginning part like, I mean, I liked the whole speech, but I feel like the beginning part of his monologue I liked better. Just because mm-hmm. that, that whammy of a line with, like, yes. I can't have what I want, and then, like, I know who you think you are. And I feel like there was kind of a double meaning there of, like, he knows they can't be together because Dean has a certain image of who yeah. he is. And an idea, like, and even though he's done a lot of growing, you know, even if Dean is attracted to Cass and in love with him that he does have this self-image and exactly his idea his ideas about toxic masculinity you know he he is able to like enjoy Taylor Swift now but like there's a big difference between enjoying Taylor Swift and like making out with a dude yeah um and I did like I liked where it went in terms of like he has so much love because it's true he has so much love yeah um but for someone that like is has that such that like quote unquote manly gruff exterior basically like this mm-hmm. definition of like this definition of toxic masculinity this like front this mm-hmm. facade um more often than not that's not what's there yeah it's this incredibly as Cass put it inc- I can't believe we're having this conversation I just had that moment I know right I, I was like I can't believe we're talking about this genuinely and like mm-hmm canonically anyway i wish they kissed but that's fine i same 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 (laughs) but consent so yes 
consent. That's, that's the, that's what like made it okay for me. Cause I was just like, ah, just fucking grab him. God damn it. I know. I know. <laughs> but I was just like, you know what? No consent. Like, you know, boundaries, <laughs> like, you also, know, he's like, about to die. Like, that, which well, I mean, even more almost, reason. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, okay um anyway yeah whatever <laughs> but um yeah but um uh, I can't even think straight <laughs> but um bum, uh, lol lol <laughs> um yeah anyway I don't know what I was gonna say blah blah toxic masculinity yes right something, yeah something daddy issues pretty much <laughs> yeah yeah oh okay so yeah, that's the thing is like, at first I was like, okay, let's back it up a little bit. Okay. For me as like a storyteller and the thing that I've always, I'm pretty sure I've explicitly said it on the podcast, but I don't know if I've like, it's been something that I've repeated a lot. So whatever, it might, it might not stick out, but I have expressed this thing of like, if they're going to do it or if they're going to say anything about it in a non-subtextual way, in, a, in an explicit way, they have to figure out how to do it right. Yeah. And, like, to me, it's, like, that part of that was, like, allowing for a justification of, like, unfortunately, I will admit it's that thing of, like, being like, okay, I get it. You have to be heteronormative because you've kind of put yourself in that. You've written your, in, yourself yeah. into that box kind of thing, right? And like kind of begrudgingly being like, okay, fine. Like I'll, I'll allow that I guess, <laughs> as a viewer, as a consumer, and as like a, like a storyteller myself. Um, but I'm like, but actually there are ways in which you could do it and write it realistically. Yeah. You know, within the canon of the show. And honestly, like, given all of the work that they've done in the last, I would say, three seasons, mm -hmm. that's what made this possible. Yeah. All of the character development, all of this, like, communication that's been developed has, has allowed that subtext to surface. Mm -hmm. Whereas if they hadn't done that, this would have felt more one-sided than yeah. I'm sure people are very much blaming it to be. Yeah. Um, and it would have made it feel um, like fan service. Yes. This episode, I don't know about you, but to me, it did not feel like fan service oh, at God, all. Oh, God, no. It no. felt real. <laughs> like, it felt yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm going to shut up for a second. <laughs> thinking about what... Uh -oh. It would mean to him to be truly happy. He's been thinking about it. The angel has been philosophizing. Yeah, I know, and I'm like, like I don't even really have anything to say. I about can't the see your face, the by the way. Oh, I don't even have <laughs> Sorry. <to look. laughs> Do the listeners need to see my face? Yeah, but I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man, where was I going with this? Oh, um, like I don't even, I don't, oh my, I. <laughs> I was waiting for you to realize. Sally just really like, she overcompensated. <laughs> this is a full view up my nose. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, that works too. <laughs> Oh, um, but like, I don't even have anything to say about the rest of the episode. I do. 
Okay. <laughs> cool. But we can keep talking about this first, obviously. Well, I'm like, I'm trying to think of what else. Maybe we should talk. So, yeah, maybe we should talk about the rest talk of the about- episode for a little bit, okay. and then we can come back. Because, okay. like, I, I don't even remember what happened in the first half of the episode, TBH. Um, <laughs> so the first half of the episode, or basically how it opened up, was, was uh, trying to contain Jack. Because he was oh, still a bomb. yeah, and then he went to the empty. Yes. Oh, oh, I remember what... Rachel Miner, that's her name, right? Yes, yes. Is so good. So good. Oh, my goodness. After the empty gets like exploded and then comes back, her like expression I of know. like you made it loud, like it was just so like pained and like it like wild, like I just loved it. Yes. And it it I already I think I had expressed this before, but I already love that character. Yeah. And have loved that character since the beginning. And, uh, like, since it was introduced and um, just been so fascinated with the concept. And I actually really like, I don't think I would have said this before, but at this point, I really like how, um, not obscure isn't the right word, but how abstract they're being about, like, writers, about the concept, because it is an abstract thing. So to really, like, try and define it or, like, make it attributable is kind of moot Mm -hmm. and I think that them making ironically enough the empty very relatable (laughs) yeah like you know I'm tired I want to sleep why are things so loud (laughs) big big mood the empty is a big mood yep uh but yeah like it yeah honestly as much as like I would have loved to see and I'm sure a lot of us would have loved to see Meg the character come back um, I think that they definitely, like, slotted Rachel into, like, an existing character that totally, like, she could totally, she rocked it. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. So, like, next, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a couple things about, I feel like no one's gonna be interested in anything else we have to talk about, but whatever. We can uh, speed through <laughs> it. We can. Yeah. It's fine. Um. <laughs> we are interested. But, Yes. Um, and I think it like, it, it just all like fits in with the whole kind of new nature of the show, right? From the last like few seasons. Yeah. And that's, we've commented a lot on um, the way that they've designed Jack's arcs and yeah. arc, if you will, and how much he echoes the three boys um, how, how much he echoes Team Free Will in terms of all of these trials and challenges. And, it, and it's that I had this thought while um, it was uh, uh, Jack and, and Sam paired up for, you know, once Team Free Will 2.0 split up um, and seeing their interactions, um, it really, <laughs> I've had this thought before too, where it made me laugh because I'm just like, they're really trying to like call themselves out on the fact that they could have shown everything that happened to Sam and Dean in two seasons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it's hilarious. Like, but also too, at the same time, it's like, yes, you could have, you know, shown that, but like, look at this poor shell of a character. (laughs) Like this 
poor shell of a boy. Like, oh my God. Um, but anyway, uh, his interactions with uh, Cass and with, with Sam. Mm-hmm. So it was actually his conversation with Cass where I was just like, okay, we're getting this full echo of Dean. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but we got a single man, single man team. Yes! Yeah, I did. Which I was literally immediately, I was like, oh my God. Uh, which is like brilliant. Like, yeah. like, they, like this has to be planned. Like, I'm sorry. Like, there's no way that they're not like, it's not intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and he called him Cass, which I don't think he's ever done before. I he's only remember. ever, I, 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 I can't recall. Maybe a listener can correct me, but I, I personally can't recall a time where he's called him Cass. Um, it felt very, like, I don't know, poignant to me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And... Sorry, I know I'm bouncing around a lot. Again, oh, I'm speeding through just in case no one's interested. Uh, <laughs> There's but, also um, something wrong with him. Because yes. he put his hand near that plant and it died. Yes. yes. I wonder if now he's like the embodiment of entropy or something. I don't know. Or, or he's the new like, death. He's not supposed to be here. Oh. Yeah, that's right. You were saying that. Yeah. But Chu doesn't the way, like, the way that death operates is through the scythe. It's yeah. not, like, a, a touch. Which, like, I think other lore, like, in other shows have done, mm-hmm. where it's a touch, but I think was supernatural. I'm I'm pretty certain. Maybe that's something I might look up. Yeah. Well, done. I feel like when I'm kind of curious. Like, if you say yes to a reaper, I feel like right. reapers don't have scythes. Yeah, but the reapers are just, um, they don't, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. Yeah. You might be right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I really loved the visual storytelling in this episode. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was really spot on, like, um, something that I don't know if you caught it, but I think I had made a slight comment while we were watching, but when, in the scene when it's, um, Sam, Dean, Cass, Jack, and Billy, and they're basically trying to get Jack from her, right, in the bunker. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dean, like, nicks her and everything, and she, she goes away, and Sam picks up the Book of God, or God's book, I should say, yeah. and he tries to open it, and he can't. Yeah. I thought that that was such a great touch. It's, like, yeah. such a great way of, like, communicating something in like such a yeah. subtle way and i know like, and it was just like a little bobo bo. like, oh yeah. yeah yeah it's like i love that like that's the way it should be it's a visual medium hello and then kind of a mix of like visual slash like implicit storytelling and this is more like my maybe my interpretation of it i don't know if this is fully um correct but i i think you'll agree with me on it when Sam gets Jack to drive, why did he get Jack to drive? Because leading up to it, there's like a moment where he's like putting the, you know, like the gas pump in mm-hmm. and he kind of, he, the camera catches him lingering, like looking at Jack in a concerned way. Mm. And at first I was like, oh, what? And then he asks, he tells him to drive. And then when Jack's like, okay, and scoots over, like, Sam kind of looks like, 
relieved, but like, you know, that pensive kind of Sam brooding thing. It's because what would happen to Jack if Sam disappeared while he was driving? Oh. And that's apparent for you. Oh. I know. It made me sad to sing it. I'm like, oh, no, I said it out loud. I want to take it back. I want to take it back. No, but it's so sweet. Yeah. But also, too, on a on a slightly light <laughs> how is it how is this a lighter note? I love how uh Chuck is just basically like, okay, I'm going to steal the ending of Infinity War. Yeah. And just like poof everyone. Yeah. <laughs> except instead of 50%, he was like everyone except for these three yeah. idiots. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about that too. Like, I mean, obviously, like, obviously, literally everyone, like, we're not going to end the series. And it's like, Sam and Dean and Jack are the last three men alive. No. Like, and this is the thing, like, about some of the takes on the internet where I'm just like, there are still two episodes left. Literally. No, there's more than, no, this is, was this 17 or 18? I thought it was, oh, no, it's, I can't count. (laughs) <laughs> that's what i was thinking too i was just like wait a minute okay let me and this one was despair also oh. too can i can i talk about my um geeky like picking apart things please of the episode title yes des pair des oh my god <laughs> like if i ever get to ask bobo barrett Boba Baron's a question. It's going to be, did you intentionally title it that way? Please Whoa. tell me you did. Because if you didn't, oh my God, that is the best happy fucking accident ever. Yeah. yeah. Also, this was episode 18. Two more episodes. What? Oh my God. No. Oh my God. Uh. Oh, I'm sorry, headphone users. so so yeah yeah speaking of visual storytelling yes oh i know what you're gonna say right away back to the scene (laughs) the fucking handprint on the shoulder i'm like trying to contain my scream so that the audio for you isn't messed up. Okay. Yeah. But like this, like it was so good. And like, I, I don't know how, like, I feel like I'm always arguing against a straw man, except that like, I do see these people on Twitter occasionally where I'm just like, this show is not like fucking criterion collection, like tour direct, like, it's a TV show that like airs on the CW, the w, CW. I forgot that it was no longer the W. The WB. <laughs> um, it, you can have an obvious visual, like storytelling device, and still have that be good. You know, like it's the end of the season. Let's do something fucking cool better a handprint on the shoulder than sloppy wire work just saying like you can be obvious as long as you like do it well but also too okay here's here's 
here's my very concise argument against maybe describing that visual uh, cue as kitsch or whatever. Because I can appreciate that. I can totally appreciate that. And more often than not with Supernatural, I'm very much like on the same um, bandwagon as like what you're describing, which is just like, but this is why we like the show because it doesn't like take itself too seriously and it doesn't have to be this very like, um, would esoteric be the right word or like, you know, like it doesn't have to be fucking David Lynch. It doesn't yeah. have to be, it doesn't you have know, to be subtle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one hundred percent. Because, but also too, I would make the argument that there's a lot of instances where it is subtle, but yes. whatever. Um, but there's also, to me, two different instances of, you know, visual cues that aren't subtle. Ones that make sense and ones that don't. Yeah. If of if a handprint was left without any reason it was just like a fucking scorch mark or like grease or something i would be a little bit disappointed i would be like "Eh, okay yeah we get it like i would still be fine with it and i'd be like oh it's supernatural it's fine but like there was precedence for that you know like like Cass was shoving him out of the way so there was a reason for him to have his hand on him in that moment and it was like a last opportunity to actually touch him oh man I made myself sad no I don't like that um but also too his hand was bloody because he cut it to make the warding to make the sigil sorry so it's like you know it's not it's not without cause yeah and I feel like it's also a visual cue of like because I don't think that Dean had this initially when the mark on his shoulder first showed up like he didn't feel it he just saw it you know I'm trying to remember like when he like he looks in the mirror and he's like oh shit like look at that oh yeah and then he touches it and he goes ah yeah he's not like oh like I feel this burning sensation but like he doesn't have that mark anymore you know it's gone it's been gone for years Mm -hmm. and like, even if there wasn't a handprint, you can bet your bottom dollar that, like, Dean's feeling Cass's hand on his shoulder like a fucking mm-hmm. burn if it's the last time he sees him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a visual representation of what I'm sure would be going through the character's head. Yes. And also, too, even as viewers, even if there wasn't that quote-unquote obvious, not subtle visual cue, just being like, oh my god, he like pushed him by his shoulder. Like, we would have been probably talking about it anyway. Yeah. To a certain extent, like maybe not as like explicitly again, but like also too, if we're gonna get fucking explicit about this ship, why not be like- advantageous about it like why not just like shout it from the rooftops because that's what I want to do so speaking of twitter arguments Mm -hmm. other than say um the fact of it not being auteur cinema Mm uh what were the arguments that you were referring to so again we're not gonna give a lot of airtime to this but it, you know, it doesn't hurt to talk it out. 
I'll just be concise about this. I think A, um, it was a lot of people, the people who I saw were people where they were like, haven't watched the show. It, like, it was just clearly um, people, like, used to be really heavily involved in fandom in like season eight. Mm-hmm. And like, are dropping back in. And yeah. I'm just like, you don't get to talk about, like, no. you can't be like, you like, you can't be like, I'm allowed to talk about it because like, I was like, I went to conventions in 2012. Like, no, I mean, you can't, like, I don't want to be a gay. Yeah, no, you can. Exactly. Like, I'm just like, don't talk shit about it. If like, you don't even care about it anymore. Like, don't talk shit about it. If you haven't like, enjoyed the past couple of seasons like yes the show is very different from how it used to be that's why it's gone on for 15 seasons the whole thing exactly and the whole thing is that people can like you're saying people can say whatever they want they can think whatever they want it's not about gatekeeping i feel like sometimes that phrase gets thrown around unnecessarily sometimes it's more about the fact that, like with a lot of things right now, an uneducated opinion on something, you're going to deal with the consequences of voicing that uneducated opinion. It is not infringing your ability to say that uneducated opinion, but that doesn't absolve you from other people that have a, more of an educated opinion on it saying, hey, but like, you're not considering some of these things. So how about you like check yourself? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there were people who were like, oh, like they really no homoed it at the end. Like Jensen really no homoed it at the end. Or like, well, like if I told like a man that I loved him and he reacted like that, I'd like throw myself into the empty too. And I'm like, so I was expecting like there to be more of a reaction on Dean's part. Like I was expecting something after that. And I'm like, again, there are still two episodes left. Like we don't know what Dean's reaction is. We don't know where this is going. You like, yeah. So him not answering Sammy's phone call and being on the floor crying. Yeah isn't a reaction yeah cool also that's all i'm gonna say yeah i feel like it really does a disservice to like jensen and to like the showrunners especially since like i remember like dean's grief arc at the beginning of season 13 where like he's like non-functional because Cass is gone like and then he comes back. And then he comes back. And we back. get back. The hut, like, it's, I just feel like, it's like, this is not a person who's afraid of showing emotion. Like, this is not a show that's afraid of showing emotion between men. Like, mm-hmm. again, like, I'm reserving judgment if they end yes. the show by having him going and finding Lisa and, like, getting married yeah then i'll be like okay that's bullshit like i mean honestly like if they if they have him married to a woman at all like i'll be like okay that's bullshit but like we don't know what happens 
So exactly. you can't be like, oh, he no homoed it. When it's just like, he, but he didn't say anything. And also like, it's reasonable for him to be shot. Like, again, what do you fucking expect the character to do? And it's that thing too, where it's just like, something that you had just said, like the last sentence or two that you said really made me think of one of the things that I think has really, it's always been around in terms of consuming media, but I think it's definitely reached its peak of occurring in the last, I want to say five to 10 years, we'll say 10, of judging a book by its cover, of watching a trailer to a film, seeing a poster to a film, and completely determining um, what it's going to be about. Of course, we aren't talking about seeing something and being like, ah, that's not for me. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about making a value judgment on these little snippets that are edited together that are not especially if we're talking about big budget studio, which like, yes, we like to say, oh, Supernatural is this like niche little show. Like, um, hello. It's like, it makes a shit ton of money. Let's like not, let's, let's not, no, let's not play games here. It's, it's a big property. It wouldn't be on the air still if it wasn't. And we've definitely made it that. Yeah. Uh, we may be small, but we are great. We are on mass, you know? And so you have to kind of you have to let things actually exist and it's and like, play out yeah the thing that i immediately thought of you saying that which i think we've also talked about on the podcast before is the fucking shit about bohemian rhapsody when it was so when Remind the trailer me. came out when the trailer came out and people mm-hmm. were like they're erasing his homosexuality oh based that. on the trailer i forgot about that like, it's not gay enough. And it's like, they fully have a montage of him, like, at a leather bar. Like, he makes out yeah. with dudes. What the fuck do you want? Yeah. So, like, it, remi- it reminds me of that. Where I'm just like, ah! And it's also that thing, too, where it's just like, then you get situations where I hope I'm not being prophetic in this instance, where some of a rare few number of those same people actually watch the film and are like, oh, they described him as if he's bi, but he wasn't. He was gay. And it's like, like, missing the, like, like yeah. uh, just, like, right over people's head. But anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> I digress. Yeah. So that was uh, one of the criticisms that I was like, that's stupid. The one yeah. thing where I'm like, eh, this is a little bit fair, is, like, guy confesses his gay love and then immediately goes to hell. But we could also say that, and and it's something that immediately popped into my head with the other uh, um, gay pairing of the episode with um, uh, uh, Charlie and and her new girlfriend Mm -hmm. and and everything and her losing. Yeah. Her, within, like, within, like, two seconds of us, you know, seeing her and all that kind of stuff. And so immediately... Like, my media literate brain goes, oh, of course. Kill the gays. Actually, exactly. <laughs> That's what someone's the trope gonna is called. T- but someone's going to take that out of context. No, Kira, who do you think listens to this podcast? All the gays. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, who the fuck is going to uh, listen to your whole podcast? I know. <laughs> let me. Does anyone have a vendetta against me? Am I running for office? No. The only person who would do that is you. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm saying that. You're warning me? <sighs> Remember cool. when I said had big plans for the finale? That's what I was <laughs> Just ruining my career. Uh, what uh, career? <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, that was funny. But the thing, again, the thing about Supernatural is like on another show, if someone confessed their gay love and then died, you'd be like, okay. But everyone dies on Supernatural. You, like, everyone dies on Supernatural. So, like... Exactly. It's, it's, not, it's not the same as another show. Like, it's just... You can't treat it with the same rules. Yes. And I think that... So, uh, let's unpack that for a second, though, because mm-hmm. I think it is worth it. Unlike... Yeah what I think, you know, is being expressed on Twitter or elsewhere by specific people, that's different. But I think that just because people are kind of, what would be the phrase or term, but like kind of admonishing the show. Yeah. Instead of having a dialogue with it. Yeah. Which is like, I think what the two of us, and I would argue majority of our listeners gravitate towards and like why we're in the fandom or why we're in any fandom is about this like extra dialogue with the media that we consume yeah and there is definitely a faction of of people in fandom that believe that media should answer to its consumer and as a creator i 100 sorry i disagree with that and same bro my you know my my philosophy on that might change in the future because who knows what the media has already changed so much, mm-hmm. um, even just in our lifetimes. Yeah. So who knows where it's going to go from here? And just as like a little intercession mm-hmm. here um, with regards to like the media being beholden to the fans or whatever, it's like the only way you can have like a fan relate. Like this is the whole thing with fan fiction, where it's like the author doesn't answer to the fans and the fans don't answer to the author like the author has ultimate power over their thing and the fan who is also the author who writes the fan fiction has all like mm-hmm. I'm not expressing myself well but it's no. like that's how that relationship works and it's absolutely like, I don't want to give up my right to write weird Bigfoot erotica about like <laughs> the like intellectual properties that I want to write fan fiction about and I mm-hmm. but I would never be like it's just it's a separate like it's yeah. separate yeah um totally and what what I was trying to get to was like unpacking that thing of like at least for me like I said when I first when we first experienced that scene with Charlie and and her girlfriend can you remember her name I hate Maybe. that Stevie thank you um with Charlie and, and Stevie, and literally the first thing I said to Sally was, lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. And then I was just like, 
oh, this is so nice. Like, oh, to see Charlie happy. Like, I know it's technically not our Charlie, but even yeah. a Charlie happy, especially Eating after eggs. Exactly. And just like the domesticity that we love to see mm-hmm. um, in any of our couples um, and everything. And just like uh, another kind of cue of visual storytelling, or at least like a interpretation that I had is like the backsplash felt very reminiscent of like motels that the brothers have stayed at and it, the coloring and everything. And it felt very bright and it felt like, I don't know, there was just like a sense to it. And then having that happen, having that uh, uh, instantaneous thing. And it just, there's very few things on the show. I guess we can't really say that with this episode that shocked me or have you cut, you can usually see things coming, but I would safely say that for me, the pacing of that scene was unique to supernatural unique from supernatural and that it was very much paced to get that kind of rug pulled out from under you um reaction and so for me it's like okay i felt that and i was like whoa i'm not supposed to be feeling this this is supernatural i'm supposed to see everything 10 steps ahead right um and then of course had that thing of like oh of course they kill charlie's girlfriend yeah because heteronormativity and like yeah all this bullshit and and everything and then okay have that thought let's come back to the show and then the next immediate thought is supernatural winchesters can't have nice things this is why we can't have nice things and so it's like if your immediate thought after that same quote-unquote media literate thought is something that's attributable to the show and the nature of the show and the history of the show, then I'm not, I don't want to say it gets a pass or anything, but then I think that it's that instance where then you can have a dialogue with it of like, like you were saying, this is something that even if I hesitate to say this because I don't want to conflate the two because it, whatever i'm gonna say it anyways and then you can you can correct me if if it doesn't sound right or comes across wrong but if it were a guy and it was a heterosexual relationship and he all of a sudden vanished it like it would make sense for the show yeah it wouldn't just you know it wouldn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's just for that no reason you you know And thinking about, you know, everything that's happened on this show and the way they treat all of their characters, like... Sam lost Eileen. Yeah, exactly. And there have been missteps, but it's like, we got Kaya back, you know? It's like, Mm -hmm. and and I think this is the thing where it's like, they clearly care about their queer viewers. Mm -hmm. I, I, I... I just, I don't, you know, that's, I don't think that's in any doubt. And again, everyone dies. At the end of the episode, everyone is gone. Yeah. Like, you know, Eileen is gone. Like, we, we, we lost everyone. There's Donna's no, gone. Jody's gone. Yeah. Claire's gone. Everyone is gone. Like, it's just not, again, it's not a thing that you can say about this show that, like, like Crowley died. Like it, people have been characters have been killing. Been blah, 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 blah. characters 
have been being killed off. I, uh, I, words have no meaning anymore. You know, when you say, <laughs> I've said like being too many times, <laughs> characters get killed off all the time is my point. And it's just yes. like, ugh, you know, like, and we know at least some of these people are going to come back. Yeah. Because they can't leave the world. Again, they can't leave the world where it's just like, well, just you three. Well, and again, I think this is the perfect segue to something I was actually going to mention earlier was to bring up again something that uh, um, Jensen said in an interview that I brought up in a, in a previous podcast of the fact that the next episode, so episode 19, is like a quote-unquote season finale. Yeah. And then episode 20 is like a series, series finale. finale. So... If we're going to make that delineation, then I would, I would be more likely to argue that by the end of next episode or somewhere in the, the final, final episode, we're going to get everyone back Yeah, to, to some extent, yeah. you know? So we, we just don't know what's going to happen. And, literally. And, and this is what I was feeling from a lot of people on Twitter where I was just like, you just want to be mad about something. And, yes. you know, this is sort of where I was coming from at the beginning of the episode, where it's like, reality is fake. Like, Destiel is real. Like, I, I think- We are of, living, we are living in the simulation. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think one of the things that pisses me off in people in general is mm-hmm. like, just an unwillingness to enjoy things. Yes. Um, because I'm a glass two thirds full kind of guy. And did you get that <laughs> reference? Do I'm I? Like, it's Brad Leone. Leone. From Bon Appetit. Oh. Brad. And I'm oh, like, oh, yes. Am I allowed to reference that anymore? I know. I don't know. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, uh, yeah, right. But <laughs> I feel like it's applicable in this situation. I am a glass two thirds full kind of guy, but it's just like, as someone on my favorite podcast, you're wrong about recently said, we are living through an extinction event. Whoa. That's heavy. Why would I want to waste my energy being all like media studies critical when I can just be like, Destiel is real. Yeah. Like, and I feel like shitting on people on the internet for being happy about this episode is like, let people be happy during the end times. (laughs) Like, (laughs) the way you said that, that was awesome. Like, (sighs) seriously, like, I want to be happy about this. I want to be excited. I am excited. And that was great. And I like, and I'm going to watch that I'm, episode 10 times. The only reason I'm <laughs> pissed off is because fucking idiots on Twitter who haven't watched the show in like three seasons are like shitting on other people for enjoying stuff. Well, so this is the thing though, right? Let's, uh, speaking of unpacking things, let, let's unpack that whole thing of like shitting on people for enjoying things. So there's two ways where people can express their opinions on the episode and the events, which is either saying the, oh, haven't watched the show in so many years and I've been laughing my ass off for an hour, Mm -hmm. which fills me with a type of rage that I can't fully articulate and I'm just going to, like, try and deal with later. Yeah. I have therapy on Monday. It's fine. I can do it then. (laughs) Uh, 
Can we talk about supernatural in therapy? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or there's the other kind, which to me is what I would classify as unacceptable, Mm -hmm. which is someone expressing their joy and adoration for this episode and the events that occurred. And then someone replying or retweeting or whatever, like, oh, you're such an idiot. Oh, it was awful. Oh, it was terrible. Blah, blah, blah. There's a difference between you just being like a Debbie Downer and like putting your thoughts out and like whatever. Of course, it's going to rise to the top because it's negative and you get your five seconds of fame versus actively seeking out people that are happy about this thing and trying to bring them down to your sad level. And it's, it's that difference between like, like you're saying, just like, oh, these idiots and like, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like, did you see a lot of the latter or did you notice um, any of the latter? Like, I'm sure it exists. Bit. Yeah. But so like, and it's people I follow too. So that's why I was like. Particularly like, annoyed. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm like, yeah. these are like, I only follow like eight hockey like thick people like hockey fandom people Mm -hmm. so it's like that's a small circle of people and I feel like one of them was being like actively shitting on people who like and I was just like "Mm, I don't like this so one out of eight of my really (laughs) weird sample size (laughs) it is a very weird sample group I like it (laughs) Also, just as a side note, the other thing that I find fascinating about all of this is, like, I still run into people who are just, like, really normal straight dudes who watch Supernatural. Like, Uh. this is the thing where it's, like, I have a coworker who's, like, in his 40s, he's Serbian, like... He wants to start a podcast. We were talking about podcasts. And I was like, oh, I have a podcast about Supernatural. And he was like, oh, Supernatural? I love that show. I have to listen to your podcast. And I was like, um, do you? And then I was like, look, like, mostly we just talk about how we want the two dudes to make out. And he was like, which two dudes? And I was like, Dean and Cass. And he was just like, like, he was essentially just like, oh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> like and you're just like uh, this is and I was like you cannot listen to my podcast for starters but like right. for seconders like like and one of my other coworkers too who's like this like finance bro and it's just like I think sometimes it's like obviously we don't like no one should be catering to like the straight male viewership obviously no. we've gross. been doing that for long enough gross <laughs> like, I think that because so many, like, awesome, like, women and queer people and, like, weird nerds love Supernatural, like, some people kind of forget. Again, I've said this before, that it's about adult men. Yeah. And, like, and that's always, A, going to be appealing to dudes like dudes like watching this show because it's about guys fighting monsters and it's about guys that like dudes want to be like 
and also that like it is written and produced and directed and acted by adult men who like don't have much in common with like queer weirdos on the internet and I'm including myself as a queer weirdo like I'm right in there <laughs> I would argue except for maybe Misha except for Misha because <laughs> he is a queer, he's weirdo. a queer weirdo he is a queer weirdo <laughs> like uh, yeah. exactly and, but I what is hilarious is about you know Oh, I'm sure we're going to get very sentimental in the next two podcasts. That's for sure. Oh, God, sure. I know. Um, you know, it's it's that thing of, like, you immediately made me think of, like, the fact that, and they've t- they talked about it even at the time, like, within the first season, you know, when the show took off and stuff, where it's, like, the way that they were marketing it was for your classic, you know, 16 to 24, or whatever the demographic is, yeah. if you remember, you know, young men, right? And that they were, like, really shocked to see that the actual, like, viewership was predominantly young female. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it um, predominantly or was it yes. just, like, okay? Uh, to my knowledge, m- maybe I'm misremembering or maybe I'm thinking of later on. Yeah. Um, but my understanding is that quite early on, maybe not for a season, but, like, significantly early on it was predominantly young females yeah that were that were watching it um and so yeah anyway I don't have anything else to say about that but it just made like you talking about the way that the the image of the show is because that's the way that it started and like I would argue that it's evolved away from that for those who choose to see it because the thing that immediately came to mind for me um as you were saying that was trying to imagine someone watching it any other way than how we do well that's what i'm that's kind of where i was going with this every time i meet a dude like this i'm like what how do you not see it yeah like (laughs) what do you get out of it yeah and it's like in terms of, like, say, people that, like, I've known that have watched it or, like, kind of, like, gone in and out of it, um, the, the first people that come to mind for me are um, uh, one of my uh, y- younger cousins um, and uh, and her, her dad um, have kind of watched it on and off. And her, because she's, qu- she's quite a bit younger than me, I want to say at least six years. Yeah, at least six years younger than me. Um, actually, no, sorry, way more than that, like over a decade. I'm not good at <laughs> math. I've had a beer. I am tired. Okay, forgive me. Okay. Um, but she, yeah, so she's like, she's Generation Z. Um, and so like for her and like the way that, that I know that she's used the internet and stuff, not saying that she's like necessarily invested in the fandom the same we way we are but she definitely has the like literacy of fandom yeah like the just like uh, as an ad example in terms of like say her 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 dad i would imagine that it would be very trying to explain the excitement over tonight was very similar to me explaining it to my roommate who's who's quite a bit older um and but at the same time you totally give people their like 
you never know. They could know. So I go, do you know what shipping is? <laughs> and then, and then you hear no. And you're like, okay, yeah. let me, you know, like cracks knuckles, you know, <laughs> pulls up sleeves. Oh, that just reminded me of something yeah. as I pulled up my invisible sleeves. There was a moment in which oh, yeah. Sam was naked. <laughs> It was shocking. He had only a Henley on. Oh my god. We saw his collarbone and his forearms. We saw his watch. What? We didn't even know he wore a watch. These boys, <laughs> they make me feel like <laughs> like they are like elegant Victorian ladies. And I'm like a horny dude catching a glimpse of ankle. Oh. That is completely accurate. Right? <laughs> uh, also, mm-hmm. on a side side note, um, I can't remember. I don't. I did not bring this up on a podcast. I, I told Sally this or illuminated this for Sally recently um, that I, I'm sure most of our listeners know by now that uh, Jensen got cast on uh, Eric Kirby's other show, The Boys. Uh, which uh, Bobby Singer's been on, and I feel like someone else from the show's been on too, but I can't think of who. Anyways, and that he'll be on season three. What some people listening to the podcast might not know is that this show is, I can't even say it, (laughs) tripping up on my earth, but the show is filmed in Toronto, and that is where myself and Miss Sally live. So Jensen's going to be here at some point. And who knows? Who knows? I'm Maybe. working at a I'm working at a Starbucks that's downtown now. Like like don't happen. Please don't let it happen because I might like I can't I don't know if I could handle it. See, I know I Sally feel could. Like I could Sally's I fine. It. But I couldn't. I don't think I could. I like even just the thought of it, I'm like, mm. Like I, I think, like, I think what really, like, clarified this for me is that, uh, like, I have so much more anxiety about hockey players coming in. Mm-hmm. I knew where this was going. And <laughs> it's because, like, the ones that are young and single. Right. I'm like, I, True. I owe it to myself to hit on them. <laughs> So well, it, also, it, too, you want to be a hockey wife, so, like, it's yeah. within, yeah. like, it's within the game plan. But it's, like, unintended. in, in the, those scenarios, it's, like, the combo of, like, stress, excitement, embarrassment of meeting the person that you have a celebrity crush on or whatever. But it's combined with a feeling of, like, pressure and obligation, you know? For me, at least, because it's, like, in that scenario, it's, like, I'm just, like, I owe it to myself. I have to hit on them. I know it's going to go badly. Like, I know I'm going to be embarrassing, but it's, like, if I don't do it, I'm going to hate myself. So there's this added layer, whereas I'm, like, just yes. married, and he interacts with, like, fans all the time. So I'm just, like, there, there's way less stress for me, because I'm just, like, true. you're married, and I love your wife, so, like... That's chill. Yes. But at the same time, I just like, 
it's that thing where it's like you get to in your head and you're like, yeah. I just really don't want to make a fool of myself. Like, I know it won't matter. I know he won't care. I know he'll be super <laughs> chill. Yeah. I know that the second that I'm like, oh my God, me and my friend have a like podcast, poot. See, that's exactly what would happen. And I'd want to run. <laughs> that's, almost, that's almost as good as Vlad Estiel. A podcast. <laughs> a Putin cast? It's a podcast. Oh, God. And then, and then I would become a convention story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that would be great. I know, I would love that. <laughs> but also, too, it's that thing of like, okay, I would get through all that and I would be like, so yeah, me and my friend. <laughs> I can't get to what I was <laughs> Shit. Okay, I can do this. <laughs> we have me and my friend. We have a podcast about the show. We, like, really love you, and like, I hate that she's not here to like meet you as well. Like, would you mind? And I feel like I wouldn't even get to finish the sentence. And he would be like, "Where's your phone? Give it to me," because mm-hmm. that's the way that they are. Yeah, you know, because my my plan one hundred percent. I've one hundred percent mapped this out mm-hmm. in my brain. Is it would be like, oh my god you're you. Okay. Hi. I hate to bother you, but like, can I talk to you? And yeah. like, say, <laughs> and have that moment and, yeah. and then be like, Hey, can you record a message for my friend? Mm-hmm. Because like, she deserves it because she should be here right now meeting you as well. And so that's always been my game plan. But anyways, <laughs> as and if it's going to happen. I know! And we would both cry and it would just be like, ah! Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Wow, what a mess of a popcorn. That's okay. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh my god. Sally? Yeah. Destiel's canon. I know. Holy shit. We still haven't gotten a kiss yet. We're gonna hold out for a kiss. We're gonna hold out for some, like, serious fucking, like, last-ditch character development that, like... At the same time, I'm like, because this is the thing. Cass could be gone forever. And I'm like, that's okay. You know? Like, I'm just, I'm I'm here. I'm ready. And I, I think this is the other thing, just to, like, take a step back for a moment, is, like, I think people have a lot of, like, anxiety and trauma about Destiel because they've, like, gotten so worked up about it or, like, so invested and anxious about it or whatever. But I'm, Mm -hmm. like, this is a thing. Like, Destiel is a ship that has, like, it is a decade-long ship. It has produced amazing fan fiction that I've read. I have, well, I guess I actually haven't written Destiel fan fiction, but I've written supernatural fan. No, okay. no, it's, it's, it's all random consumption. Yeah. It's uh. well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've, yeah, I've, oh my goodness. I cannot make words. I've written supernatural fan fiction, but not Destiel fan fiction. Gotcha. Um, but like 
it, it's been this amazing thing in so many people's lives. And I think that, you know, people have these anxieties, but it's been such a powerful creative force and mm-hmm. created such wonderful things. And it's like, Destiel is the reason I got into hockey. Mm-hmm. Like I read that hockey Damn fanfic. Destiel fanfic. Yeah. And like, that is the reason I got into hockey. So Destiel basically like has been the source like of my biggest happiness for the past like two or three years. Like it's amazing. And I think that that's the thing where it's like, it's canon and maybe Cass is dead forever, but like, you know, that doesn't cheapen what's come before. Like, you know, it's just, it just depends on if you want to be half full or half empty. Exactly. And at the end of the day, one of the reasons that I don't think I was very explicit about when talking about it earlier, one of the big reasons why um, I loved, and I feel like a lot of other people that like heard it, I'm sure, um, loved your per- your previous predictions so much of of essentially what happened, of that love, confession, and death. The reason why it's so attractive is because it is something that's both archetypal but also fulfilling yeah as like a storytelling device and so at the end of the day if that's the end of it then i can be happy yeah which i think is essentially what you're saying yeah and we got the the double hand print you know like i, I think that's <laughs> a bookend the thing. yeah i think that's the thing that leads yeah. me to believe that it is forever yeah because they it felt very final yeah well and they sealed it with a handprint <laughs> you wanted to say kiss i wanted to say kiss but they didn't honestly kiss. if 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 they had kissed i would have probably believed even more that it was final yeah not saying that i don't now like especially us talking it out like who knows like we won't we won't know we won't know until we see the next two episodes my dream my dream now is that Dean processes some things. I don't, like, I don't, I mean, like, my dream is he's like, fuck, I should have done something about it when he was still alive. But see, this is the thing, and I think we're on the same, like, wavelength thought bubble situation where I just immediately had the thought of, like, we're in a very unique narrative position when we're talking about supernatural in terms of we're going into quote unquote arbitrarily the season finale yeah we're going into the next big episode of what we assume would be the final fight or that something facsimile in a very calm before the storm situation where the fight isn't active because everyone's gone. There are no, what are the stakes? Yeah. So it leaves so much opportunity for like, why we have no idea what the fuck's gonna happen, where's it gonna go? And also too, it allows maybe the opportunity for Sam and Dean to talk about what happened with Cass. Mm -hmm. And that is what I'm interested in. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I'm interested in what Dean is going to say to Sam. Exactly. This is the thing. Like, is that conversation going to happen 
how's it going to happen and what is going to actually be the content of it because that's I, that's the opportunity for the no homoing you know and it's exactly. like that's what i was expecting where i'm like you can't say someone's no homoed something when they haven't no homoed it yet yes. he still might no homo it but like sally does not have strong feelings about this <laughs> Neither of us have strong feelings about any of this. We all homo. Been... <laughs> all homo. We, we, we haven't been shouting into our computer screens for the last hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> um, yes. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah, because that is the, op to me, that is the opportunity for them maybe not in that moment i could appreciate maybe them pacing it a certain way or you know us to like see dean again like you're saying processing um but it definitely let's see how much they how much if any they sweep it under the rug yeah that's going to be the question yeah. right um because yeah they might not hopefully not they wouldn't go i i personally believe they wouldn't go so far as to have him go find lisa or you know end up married to a woman or whatever mm -hmm. or in a relationship with a woman to, at all yeah um i wouldn't see them go that far but in terms of kind of no homoing it yeah i, I you know it would be great it's possible what remember You've seen Brokeback Mountain, right? No, actually, I haven't. Oh, okay. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm fired. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't. I mean, you know what happens, right? Mm? Okay, no, okay, never mind. I take everything back. Okay. If you've seen Brokeback Mountain. Listeners. Listeners. Remember the scene at the end with Heath Ledger and the shirt? I would enjoy that scene. Oh, I think I already know. Okay. Yeah. He's just sad and alone yeah. and he hugs a shirt and yeah. it's meaningful. And that would be, I feel like I would be happy with that. Yes. I would yeah. be happy with Dean carrying a torch for many years. Mm. We I got them to suffer. <laughs> yes. That's always been our thing. <laughs> well, I think that we have exhausted this topic. You, we could never really exhaust that top the topic, but I am myself exhausted. It would just be more incoherent screaming. TV well, yes, let's be honest. And like, I also kind of want to end this so I can go and watch that scene ten times on YouTube. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm, I'm gonna, not gonna do? Lie. I actually what? queued up a little curated list of Destiel fanfic to read. Yes. <laughs> Right on. Uh, we know how we're spending our nights. Yeah. Nice. Thank you, lovely listeners, to listening for listening to us ramble on for the last uh, well over an hour. Um, you can find us on various social media at Ify Podcast. That's I F I E Podcast. Uh, this podcast that you are hopefully listening to is available um, on SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher iTunes, most places that podcasts are not sold. Um, and we will be back again next week for the penultimate episode of the series of Supernatural.